Okay, and we're back, and we're going to be talking about the March for Life. Uh, this year's March for Life was resumed as last year it was postponed uh, due to COVID-19 and the restrictions. Uh, it was done a, as a virtual uh, March for Life for the first time in its history. But the annual March for Life in Washington, D.C. is a show of those who support the cause of the unborn in this country and support uh, the, the cause for life and are against abortion on demand. And still, abortion on demand Roe v. Wade is in place until the court decides on this most recent case. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But let's go to an audio clip of a group created equal that each year goes out to the March for Life and has a jumbotron of some very graphic images of what abortion actually is. Many of these participants in the March for Life come from high schools and middle schools and colleges and universities across the country. And um, some of them are there for the first time, and some of them have never actually seen the graphic images of the remains of an abortion. Let's take a listen as to what their responses were when they saw the jumbotron along the, the march route in Washington, D.C., by Create Equal. Why are you here today? Why are you marching? Um, my school is having a field trip, and I've never done anything like politically active, and I wanted to participate. Abortion broke my heart many years ago, and and uh, I'm just here to do my part. Um, we're on a school trip, and we just care a lot about pro-life. Can I have you watch this video for a minute, and then tell me what you think about it? So have y'all ever seen any images like this before, and what do y'all think of them? I saw them at the march two years ago, but um, it just really puts it into perspective. Like, I never actually knew what an abortion was until I saw this, and it just, like, made my passion for it even stronger. I've seen still pictures, but not moving. So I've never seen pictures like that. Like, you see, like, cartoons and stuff of babies and whims, but I've never seen it, like, how developed they actually are and how just human-like, because they are human. They actually are. Obviously, they're they're uh, really hard to watch, but it's what it is, and it's not a political issue. It's it's not hypothetical. If it bothers you, and if these pictures break your heart, then you really need to ask yourself, what am I doing? Like I've seen stuff, but I've never seen anything like this graphic, and I think it just proves that like. It's a lie. And you can see like the fingers and toes and like their nose and everything and it just makes it even worse. And it's not just like a clump, you know? Do y'all think that more people need to see these images? Yes. yes. Yeah. Because the For internet's sure. not going to show you this yeah. type of stuff. The truth is that that's what happens and if more people saw that, even though they don't want to look at it, I think they would stand up for abortion to end a lot stronger. And with us on the phone is the National Director of Created Equal, Mark Harrington. Mark, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Chris. Well, Mark, uh, that's a very moving video uh, that you have posted up on your website. And the images of the people looking at the images of abortion and how they're moved by that is the work of Created Equal. Tell us about that. Well, it's uh, the reason I got into the fight to begin with, Chris. My wife of two years, as many years ago, showed me a, a photo of a baby that had been killed by abortion. 
And that changed my life. I mean, it was a moment that's etched in time. It's burned into my brain. I'll never forget that moment. And ever since then, I've been fighting for the, the pre-born. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people that are brought into this movement, if somewhere along the way, the image of, an, of a baby who has been killed by abortion had a big part in it. So the fact that it affected me and it's affected so, other, so many other people made it clear to me that we are if we don't use these images to represent the victims, uh, we're leaving our probably our best tool on the table, uh, and, and uh, it just needs to be shown. They deserve to be seen. The young people that came to March for Life is the one said, why I'm here as this is a school field trip. And... I dare say that that changed her life when she saw those images on the screen. She may have thought it was a fun day to be with other classmates and, hey, this is great. We're going to be marching for life. Well, I'm pro-life. Not really thinking about what the cost of abortion actually is. How did the 50 million plus lives in America die by abortion? Now... Like the older lady said, when you see it, now you know what it is. And the sobriety on the face of those who witnessed uh, the images on the Jumbotron. Again, this is along the Right to Life, March for Life parade route. How many years ago did you decide that this was an audience that you also needed to reach? Because you already go to colleges and universities, the students that you equipped and trained to engage with their peers on this issue on the streets of America and, and colleges and universities where there's more of a secular atmosphere. This is, by and large, a, you know, a very religious event, and yet um, it's, it's an evangelism of the truth of abortion along that parade route. How long have you been doing it? been doing it for 20 years, Chris, and as the young person said, that she came here as part of a school uh, field trip. And I think that's the case of a lot of people that come to the March for Life, and many of them are marginally pro-life. They've been brought up in Christian homes, probably, and taught that abortion is a bad idea. But until they actually see the images, they don't realize how bad it actually is. And so people will say, well, Mark, this isn't the place to do this. And I say, no, this is exactly the place to do with, do this. Sometimes the choir needs preached to, number one. Number two is that many people who come to the march need to be reminded why we march. And Chris, the bottom line is this. The March for Life itself, which I think is a, a fine event, and it's a great entry point for a lot of people to get involved in pro-life activism, does not represent the victims. There's no, they do not use victim photography at stage. They don't show images or video. Uh, this march is about them. It's about the victim. It's not about us. And therefore, the only way to represent the victims is for them to do it themselves. And of course, they're dead, so they can't. But we do have the images and video. And that's why we go to the march, to represent the victims, because they can't be represented themselves. That's right. We're talking with Mark Harrington, the national director of Created Equal, a pro-life organization that takes the pro-life message to the streets across America.
One of the things that you do is the, uh, you know, in the spirit of the justice ride, uh, you take students on the road and you take them to different cities across the country to engage on the pro-life movement. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's our premier training program. Uh, It's patterned after the civil rights freedom rides. And if you understand history, you understand that the freedom rides were a turning point in the civil rights battle. And it was where young people primarily boarded buses in the South, and they defied the rules of those bus companies who were told to desegregate. And by doing that, they were often thrown in jail. Some of them were uh, you know, beaten, and buses were burned. I mean, this was a turning point in the civil rights movement. But the key thing to it was the synergy that was created when young people get together for a common cause. And that's why we pattern our justice rides like the civil rights freedom rides. We we take the opportunity to load buses up. We take them on the road. We train the young people in pro-life apologetics, and then we take them to college and high school campuses. This struggle of abortion in this country has gone on since 1973, actually predates that. But that was when the court legalized abortion on demand in all 50 states with Roe v. Wade. We have seen attempts over the years to chip away at Roe v. Wade, actually trying to strike it down with the Casey decision. We thought that there might be a moment. Dr. Wilkie was hoping for that, only to have the very justice that he had lobbied for to Bush 41 um, turn on him and actually join the liberals on the court and not decide in the favor of life. Uh, Dr. Wilkie has since passed on. Uh, Before he did, he gave his blessing to the heartbeat bill. In fact, I remember having a conversation with Dr. Wilkie. I kind of struggled with the heartbeat bill because I was believing that life begins at conception. I still believe that. I ardently believe that. You and I worked at the Statehouse on what I call the embryonic wars, where we were fighting for Mm -hmm. defending embryo life. And uh, we brought in Dr. David Prentice, and we talked about um, the importance of uh, embryo life, that it shouldn't be manipulated and used uh, in scientific research, uh, banning embryonic stem cell research, banning human cloning, banning animal-human hybrid, okay? All this we did over a 10-year period. Dr. Wilkie, at the same time, is lecturing internationally, uh, opposing it. Then comes the heartbeat bill. Uh, that when uh, that, uh, that abortion would be banned when a heartbeat is detected. And I talked to Dr. Wilkin. There was a number of folks, Janet Porter and other pro-life groups in Ohio, not all, but some, joining on to the effort and getting uh, support in the legislature. And I said, well, I'm, I'm kind of struck between the two because we have taken to 10 years. I've dedicated that life begins at conception. All human life is worthy of protection of the law, including nascent human life. Well, uh, Dr. Wilka talked to me and said, Chris, I haven't moved from my position. However, this has seemed to capture the nation's attention. Uh, these young people, they hear the, with a sonogram, the heartbeat, and it's really, we have momentum here. So before he passed, he gave his blessing of this type of legislation. And yet, here we are. It's the heartbeat bill that's before the court right now. Explain that to us, Mark. What's happening? Well, it's Dobbs v. Jackson, which is a uh, case, uh, is a, a law that was passed in Mississippi that bans abortion after 15 weeks. That's the case that could topple Roe v. Wade. It's the ta- case that could overturn Roe v. Wade. 
and return the issue back to the state legislatures where it belonged all along. And so we're anticipating a, uh, a, a positive outcome in that. We, we're, you know, obviously we don't know for sure, but by the summer we will know where the court stands on Roe versus Wade. It could, it could be the end of Roe. I mean, we could be seeing that. And honestly, uh, we've been working for this for a long time, Chris, you and I, and this would be one of those huge steps in the right direction. Uh, it just, it, it doesn't end the battle. In fact, it really just begins a different phase of it. But getting out of, getting this issue out of the hands of the U.S. federal, uh, U.S. Supreme Court is a big, big step to ending abortion altogether once and for all. The court made another decision uh, that didn't get a lot of press just before the March for Life, where they allowed or they did not intervene in the Texas uh, court case on the Texas abortion case, it's a heartbeat bill, and allowed it to be in effect, which experts are telling us, reports are, that it's all but stopped abortion in the state of Texas. But I want to read to uh, the audience here our statement we put out. In our struggle over the years to defend the unborn with legislation at the State House and in Washington, D.C., supporting candidates who uphold the value of life in the womb, we have long awaited some good news that would rescue the unborn from the terrible fate of abortion. Ohioans supported the heartbeat bill that passed the Ohio legislature in 2019 and was signed into law by Governor DeWine. This decision by the Supreme Court to allow the heartbeat bill of Texas to stay in effect may be a harbinger of even greater news as we await their decision on the Dobbs versus Jackson that may strike down Roe v. Wade, allowing states to make their laws on abortion. We are praying for a good outcome on that case. May uh, today's decision encourage the pro-life movement, and I think it did. But tell us about that, Mark. Um, is it too hopeful to think that that might be an indication of things to come? What's your thoughts? Absolutely, it's a, it could be seen that way. Uh, the estimation, Chris, is that 100 babies are being saved from abortion every single day that the heartbeat bill is being enforced in the state of Texas. So that on its own is, is great news. Uh, the fact that it's survived now uh, six months almost without being held up by the courts is also a very, very good news. And the U.S. Supreme Court left it intact. They did not uh, intervene and stop the bill from being or the law from being enforced. So, I mean, we could read the tea leaves all day long, but there's certainly been a shift on the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, thank, thank God for Donald Trump, who put up two or, or three. I'm sorry, U.S. Supreme Court justices. Uh, I don't think it means that uh, Roe's going to be overturned necessarily, but uh, you know, could have gone the other way, and we would have been uh, in a whole different situation. So, we are very, we are anticipating, we're hopeful that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade. We are planning, Chris, for a post-Roe America. That would be, well, such a celebrative moment. I think that it would be probably, if you can equate it in a time in history. It would be when the abolition of slavery passed Congress, and with that amendment. And I think it's going to be that kind of moment for a lot of people. Your thoughts? Agreed. And the other side, of course, is going to be a moment of just 
total hysteria. <laughs> you know, that, uh, I expect the Biden administration to pull out all the stops. I'm not exactly certain as to what those things may be, but we could see some serious uh, trampling of our First Amendment rights, constitutional rights by the Biden administration. We've already seen that when it comes to the COVID mandates and other things. Uh, I expect the Biden administration to almost not even recognize the ruling of the court and move almost uh, independently against the decision of the court and doing all they can to keep abortion legal in all 50 states. I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. I got some ideas. But until it happens, we're not certain. I I can tell you this, as you know, uh, Chris, abortion is like a sacrament to the Democrat Party and to the ruling class in Washington. And if Roe versus Wade is toppled, uh, they aren't going to sit down and take it. They're going to fight back, and we got to be ready. Well, and I think in this state, and folks, that's why elections mean so much, and voting for pro-life legislators. And we're going to have a big election this year, and the pro-life cause is going to be on the ballot and in the voter guide, the Ohio Christian Alliance voter guide that we've done over the years. Uh, We're going to highlight where candidates stand on this all-important issue. And so you want to be able to be educated when you cast your ballot, when you cast your vote. Uh, That's what's going to be so important, because... We're going to have a state attorney general who, uh, Dave Yost, has been fighting back against the federal government, who actually enjoined this case on the heartbeat bill. Um, we do uh, don't agree with Governor DeWine on a lot of things, but we agree with him on this one. Uh, he did sign the heartbeat bill. And uh, so, you know, we need an administration. We need an attorney general. We need a legislature that will fight back against the federal government in the event that the this law is sent back to the states. They're going to have to put their man pants on, Mark, like you said, because this administration has shown its indication to discipline states that don't fall in line. Your thoughts? Well, exactly. I mean, they could pull funding, Medicaid funding. They could do a number of things. The federal government could, uh, you know, try to nationalize certain aspects of the federal government to even perform abortions. I mean, we could, you could see abortions being performed on um, Indian reservations, which are, you know, not federal, but, uh, you know, they're, they're not supposedly part of the United States. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I can tell you one thing they are going to do, and we're seeing this now. They're going to put an end to the filibuster, and they're going to try to uh, load up this U.S. Supreme Court. They're going to try to pack it with liberal uh, justices so that they can uh, offer up a replacement to Roe versus Wade, which, in my view, they would try to find abortion in the equal protection clause of the U.S. Constitution. So I can I can bet that they are already planning many of these actions in anticipation of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Well, many are the plans of the wicked, but God uh, mm-hmm. sets an entrapments for them, and that's why, folks, we need to pray. These are things that could happen. They, we can forestall it by being the salt and the light and being involved. In, and actually, that young lady out there right now who might be listening to this program who's contemplating an abortion, we encourage you to choose life. Make the best decision of your life to keep your child, not to end its life. 
And so that's where this really wins. This is where we win for life, is that individual decision of that woman or that young couple, um, that boyfriend, girlfriend, and realizing that abortion is murder, that it ends a human life. That's what Created Equal is all about. That's where they're on the front lines and the colleges and universities and young people engaging with their peers about the life issue and the struggle for life and the the uh, value of life in the in the womb. And so they are turning hearts and minds, and the group is called Created Equal. Mark, how can folks learn more about Created Equal and follow your fine work? Well, I appreciate that. People need to understand that this, if, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, goes back to the states, that's where local grassroots efforts are going to matter more than ever. So we need to get involved in our local efforts on abortion. That means being there for women who might be considering abortion. But they can find out more on Created Equal, about Created Equal, by going to createdequal.org. That's createdequal.org. Tell us about the, because uh, you're planning a trip right now, a justice ride uh, for the, the, the unborn. Tell us about the spring trip, and when is it, and how people can get involved and invest in it as well. Yeah, if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you have a young person between the ages of 15 and 25, that's the type of people that we take on the justice ride. Uh, We leave on February 26th. That's in a couple of weeks. It's a week-long trip to Florida. It'll be nice to be there this time of year (laughs) to going to college campuses there. We load up two full bus loads, charter buses of young people, take them on the road train them in uh, pro-life and applied apologetics and take them all into the public square to defend what they were taught. So uh, it is really one of the best training programs in the country. And we are, you know, it's growing and we're looking forward to more and more young people joining us. It's not too late if they're interested and they could go to createdequal.org to sign up. Again, that's createdequal.org. Mark, uh, those in the state of Ohio that want to get involved with the organization, uh, tell us about some of the projects you have here and how young people can get involved. Well, we're regularly out sidewalk counseling at our local Planned Parenthood here in Columbus. So if you're within you know, driving distance, maybe an hour or so of Columbus, we do that regularly during the week. We can train you on how to best counsel out front of a, an abortion facility to do it and be effective. Uh, so that's what we do locally, but we're also involved in outreach on a regular basis to high school campuses here in the area in Ohio and college campuses. So we're always looking for people to jump in and join us on those short-term you know, day trips or what have you or afternoons here in Columbus. So people can join us by, again, going to createdequal.org. Just let them, let us know you want to be part of what we're doing. Well, and it's such a great work you do because in the videos you actually share at the website, and we actually encourage people to go and see some of the uh, on-the-street videos of people who whose minds are actually changing while these young people are engaging with them, and they change their minds from uh-huh to believing in supporting abortion, to, to turning against and say, no, that's a life. That's, that's murder if, you, if, you, kill that, if they, you kill that child. And it's so wonderful to see that transformation of a mind and a heart that's changed 
from actually embracing death to embracing life. And so God bless you, my friend, and thank you for all you do. You as well, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's uh, Mark Carrington with Created Equal, and that's createdequal.org. Well, we have a uh, election that's coming up this spring, and again, where these candidates stand on important issues like the life issue. That's going to be spelled out in the Ohio Christian Alliance survey and, of course, in the voter guide. And we're going to be surveying all those running for state house, state senate, uh, running for governor, running for U.S. Senate, running for Congress, uh, running for attorney general, secretary of state, auditor and treasurer. Uh, we survey all the candidates running for office between now and the primary, and then we publish a voter guide. Now, we don't endorse uh, political parties or candidates, but we report and you decide. But you're going to find out where they stand on the life issue, and so that you can cast a vote confidently, knowing that that candidate stands for life, because that's what they've stated that they, their position is. Now, it's not all the candidates answer our voter guide. We try to get as much information as possible. And again, all that's available on our website and will be on available on our website at ohioca.org. And again, if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.